0: This is a trigger warning that the following podcast talks about eating disorders. If this triggers you, please see the show notes for resources.
1: There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello, fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.
0: Hey, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Eat With Allie podcast. Today's episode is going to be all about self-love and its importance. Its importance with recovery and literally its importance for any solution or problem that you were trying to overcome. Now just quickly before I get into everything today, I want to say that this is... ah, ah. I had actually recorded this entire episode and as I was finishing off my editing and about to send it off... Oh, and if you don't give a single flying fuck about what I'm about to say, just skip about to 2 minutes 15 into this episode. But if you do, thank you for staying and listening to my rant. But anyway, I don't know what happened. I actually, I can't, I don't understand. But GarageBand, my lovely friend on the MacBook, decided to delete my entire recording. If anyone knows anything about GarageBand and why it's done this to me, please let me know because my whole entire audio recording disappeared. So I just, you know, did the typical command Z and this is where it gets scary. It said that I had no changes to undo. Yes, I do. Literally my whole entire podcast. So of course I was like, no way. And started clicking around and all of a sudden it appeared again. I like, I think I just kept clicking undo, 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 even though it said there's nothing there. And then it appeared again but this time like it had my whole recording back but the files were empty so there was no audio sound bars, so it was just blank but it had the length of how long I had recorded the podcast for so it, the the file was there but it was empty so then tried to obviously avoid from losing the file but then this spam of alerts started popping up on my screen from GarageBand saying, audio file not found, audio file not found, and it just kept and kept on going. So then I had to force quit the application and it said that I can go back to my previously saved one. So I thought, oh my gosh, maybe this is it. And no, unfortunately not. It said that there is no more audios in the file, which is great. So I tried all the Googling as well and just nothing was really working out for me, but that's okay because it, funnily enough ties into this whole episode because it's all about self-love and a few of the points that I'll be speaking about today will tie into me losing the entire recording situation for example negative self-talk and putting myself down I could have done that it was obviously a frustrating situation but if I started putting myself down Mm Mm-mm, that could have made me want to give up and start dreading recording it again, right? Anyways, we'll get into that more when the point comes around. But back to what today is about. So my original plan, even with the past recording, was to put all of the points that I have about self-love into one podcast. But I have about 20 of them, which is great for you and has also been great for me on my self-loving journey. But I think that it would be good if you have time to digest what I say and try to give it a go throughout the week. Keep in mind as well that all of these points that I talk about, I didn't just do it one day and suddenly felt so much better. I had to keep working on it, always practice and be consistent with it all as well. Consistency is key. So of course I would love for you to try all of these tips that I have, but start with the ones that motivate you and excite you the most to give a go. You can try to do them all at once, but if you feel like you need to stick to one particular tip at a time, that also works. It's whatever is going to work for you to keep you going and keep you motivated and feeling empowered to feel more self-love and to keep participating in these habits of self-love that will build you up. So even though my original recording is gone, the show must go on. The second lot of self-loving tips will be in the next episode to give you time to digest what I'm saying and also to try to put them to work. So all of these tips that I'm going to share have worked for me And remember, I had to keep working on it and practicing and working towards that feeling of loving and caring for myself. And I always believe that there is definitely more room to grow and develop even more self-love. So when I discover more self-loving tips, in future, I will make another episode. But these are the ones that I have so far that have worked for me to go from self-hating to self-loving. It is such a great feeling and I want to share that feeling with you. And for a long time, I did not think I deserved to feel self-love. So if you can relate and you feel like you don't deserve to feel any good about yourself or any happiness or motivation or excitement for the future and happiness in the present, first of all, I think it is great that you are even listening to this podcast. I'm so proud of you. But also if you can get to the end of the podcast and maybe choose one or two by the very least of these suggestions that I have, even if it's the ones that seem the easiest to maybe give a go or hopefully the ones that excite you the most. But just give them a go and picture what it will be like if you keep working on it and how it will make you feel. In the long run especially. Remember short term pain for long term gain. So yes it may be an uncomfortable feeling at the moment thinking oh I'm going to try this to love myself. Ill. But you can come out on the other side thinking oh my gosh am I glad that I did that. I feel so much better about myself and I'm so excited for what else I can achieve in life. I'm telling you, it will make you feel so much better, just literally about yourself and about what you can do. You were capable and you were strong and it's time to start believing that too. Or maybe you are listening to this podcast and you already feel like you have self-love and you want to grow it even more, then hello, welcome, welcome to everybody. So maybe you already apply some of these tips in your life and you know how great it feels and you want to grow even more self-love. Love that. Maybe you are listening to this and you are trying to discover and develop self-love. Welcome and I am proud of you. Or maybe you are simply curious as to how I, for example, found self-love. And if so, hello and welcome and this is how I did it. But either way, whatever your reason is, you are worthy of self-love. You are capable of feeling self-love. You have the strength to feel self-love and you deserve to feel self-love. So welcome, this one is for you and I hope you are as excited as I am to share how I went from self-hating to self-loving. So, why is self-love important for recovery or whatever it is that you were trying to overcome? Why, you may ask. Because without self-love, I felt that there was such a lack of belief in my capability. I didn't feel deserving of feeling any self-love so or to feel good about myself or better myself. I just didn't feel worthy of it. So when I tried to recover from an eating disorder, for example, and I tried to do it without having any self-love, it was near to impossible because I had no motivation to want to get better. And then my comfort zone was having that temporary relief when I would vomit out the food. So yes, I did try multiple times to recover, but it, would, it wouldn't work out because I had no true motive. And this doesn't just apply to when I was trying to recover from an eating disorder. It applied for all of the bad habits that I had. And as I've tried in the past to overcome unhealthy habits that I've had for other people, that desire to escape reality by taking part of these bad habits kept overpowering my attempts to overcome things for other people. So if you were trying to overcome something for someone else, I think that's really kind of you and it shows that you truly care about someone important to you. You have a big heart and I love that about you. But remember, at the end of the day, you are the one that has to be there for yourself. You can get support from other people and that is awesome that you have people that will support you. But say you were trying to overcome the binging and the purging, you are the one that is going to have to sit through those uncomfortable times when you don't vomit. You are the one that is going to have to control the urge to purge. You are the one that is going to have to fight and redirect that eating disorder voice inside of your head that is telling you to vomit for that relief the temporary relief and it will be difficult but don't get me wrong it is so much better on the other end you will come out so much stronger and so much more powerful you will feel so proud of yourself for how far you have come you fought those voices inside of your head telling you to go back to your old ways and you fought it and you pushed through but what is one common thing that i have been saying during all of this You. You are the one that has to put in all this effort and battle your unhealthy habits. Nobody else can hear these voices inside of your head telling you, Go purge. You are going to get big. You cannot have any food inside of you. Go to the toilet. Take it out. You are only controlling yourself by taking the food out of you. This is some of the thoughts I had at least. But no, none of that is true. The true control is when you resist The urge to purge. So as much as I tried to overpower what my mind was telling me, it wasn't enough. And it's because I had to sit there by myself being the only one that could hear the put-downs that my own mind was telling me. And we can either be our worst enemy or our best supporter. And until I found any self-love, I was my worst enemy. And so why is self-love important? Besides the fact that it makes you feel good about yourself and keeps you motivated to try new things and achieve your goals it will also be there for you when you are trying to overcome something that isn't helping you in your life. So whatever it is, whether you were trying to recover from an eating disorder or get rid of any bad habits, self-love is crucial because the way that you feel about yourself will determine your strength, especially during the tough times. So use that big, beautiful heart of yours on yourself. And that might sound weird at the moment, but I am telling you, after you keep applying these tips that I'm going to share, you will be grateful and thankful that you did because you will feel better about yourself and I cannot wait for you to feel that way and if you do already, then brava, let's grow it some more. Okay, so we'll get into the tips that I have today. We have to get you working on these tips as soon as possible, so let's begin. Number one, letting go of the past. Seems like a pretty straightforward sentence, hey? But I know, especially in my life, man, was it difficult for me to let things go. One of the big things that closed me up from the rest of the world and wanting to feel any happiness or move on is the fact that I was so caught up in my past. I couldn't let it go. I felt guilt, sadness, shame, unworthiness, just literally pure sadness. And it dragged me down that it was not only affecting me at the time, but I couldn't let it go. And I had my every thought based on mistakes I've made, choices I've made, and situations that I just could not let go of which included the eating disorder as well. I was so shameful that I let this happen in the first place and because I had no self-love, the voices inside my head were saying, you were too fat in the first place. No wonder you had to do this. That now you've just dug yourself an even bigger hole. You were so useless, hopeless why are you even here in this world and this didn't just have to do with my eating disorder but other things as well but the common factor was that I just couldn't let it go and my guilt and my hatred towards myself grew every day the more that I couldn't let go of things that I'd done in the past so if there's something that you were struggling to let go of and I want you to ask yourself are you choosing to suffer pain has a purpose but suffering is a choice So let me just kind of quickly explain to you what the difference between them are. So emotional pain is our brain's way of telling us that something needs to be addressed in our lives. Obviously there's physical pain if you like hit your foot against a brick or a a step on a Lego piece or something like that. But we are talking about emotional pain here. So some examples of this could include if you had some troubles with finances, relationships, career, uh, physical health or mental health. Or even a decision that you made that you regret. Now where the suffering comes in is when you decide to focus on these unpleasant feelings like that guilt, that shame, the emotions that you are feeling that are dragging you down and instead of trying to find out why it is that you feel this way, you decide to just focus on how shitty it feels, which is what the suffering is. So for example, when I was putting myself down with the eating disorder and I would rather tell myself that I've just always been fat and big, which is why I had to resort to something like this, and it's all my fault, and just all those unworthy destructive feelings and emotions, what I could have thought is that I obviously didn't feel that great about myself and I thought I would feel better if my body changed. So the problem wasn't my body size. The problem was that I had no self-love and I could have worked on that by trying these things that I've learned over time. By the way, everything that I mentioned are habits that I've just picked up along the way as, as I've tried to discover myself and what works for me and makes me feel better about how I am and who I am. So that's why I'm trying to record it all on a podcast for you because I feel like I wasn't able to just Google search and find the answers for any of this. So I hope that if you relate or even that you just hear these different points that you can apply them in your own life and do wonders for yourself as well. So back to the suffering, we extend the pain by not finding the cause. So instead of holding on to any mistakes or shame or sadness from things in your past, release your emotions cry it all out and maybe you've been crying about it constantly I definitely did but do it in a way where you are trying to overcome these sad feelings that you have let out all your emotions it's always a good feeling to let out that big cry that you have even if it's about a show oh my gosh I cried watching princess and the frog the other day because the old Firefly went back to his Evangeline in the sky, the star, you know? So irrelevant, but I was so sad. But what did I do? I cried and let it all out. I even had an aftermath of <laughs> the movie was over, and maybe like 20 minutes later, I just thought about it again and cried. But I let out those emotions. I didn't hold it in and bottle it up. There's also been a time where I've gone to the cinemas and I'm pretty sure I was watching, ah, uh, Me before you and I cried so hard that someone threw popcorn at me. So I'm sorry that I was too loud. I was really trying to keep it in. But what is the common factor here? Besides me being really heartwarmed and sad for other people's experiences. But I'm crying and I'm letting it all out. And it takes some of that weight off your shoulders. And even though it may appear that I'm just completely insane. The point is, is that I'm expressing how I feel let out your emotions so either you are bottling in how you were feeling about something in the past or maybe you are constantly getting upset and emotional about it but nothing else is changing you have to first of all ask yourself are you choosing to suffer and find the underlying problem as to why you are feeling this way and release your emotions and then you will feel so much stronger once you let go of the pain you will be stronger once you let go of the pain fight and beat it let go of the unhelpful baggage because it's only holding you back from having a better present and a better future. We can't change the past, but we can learn from it. So this is something that I say to myself in my meditation and even sometimes if I kind of think about the past and it makes me sad. So repeat after me and say this literally whenever you feel necessary. I accept the past. I forgive the past. I thank the past. I learn from the past and I leave my past in the past. So simple, so straightforward, but if you really consider and believe what it is trying to say, you can relate it to whatever it is that you cannot let go of. Accept it, forgive it, thank it for teaching you lessons that it has now and learn from it. Use your mistakes as not something to hate yourself on forever, but as something that is going to make you into a better person. So allow yourself to feel the hurt Feel your emotions, because if you haven't let out the pain, how will you move on? But find the reason why this is something that is hard for you to let go of, and that's what you have to work on. The past cannot be changed, so instead learn from it. All right, number two. Don't think with fear, think with love. Have you noticed that whenever you are having an anxious thought pattern for some situation, maybe you have a job interview coming up and you are anxious that you're not going to get the job. Maybe you're about to meet someone for the first time and you're anxious about how they will feel about you and you're worried that you will be weird or awkward or something like that. Maybe you're about to take an exam and you're worried about failing. And what is common about all of this? You are worried about something that hasn't happened yet. And you are thinking with fear and not with love. So what do I mean by love? If we use the examples I just said, the job interview. If you go to the interview believing that you won't get it, you will probably go to that interview and be all stressed out and held back and more worried about saying the wrong thing than being yourself and showing what you are made of you obviously don't have to go in there and be like yep i'm most definitely going to get this job but what you can do is go into this job interview and think yeah i may get the job i might not but i will get experience on questions that will be asked to me i can reflect on the answers that i gave and what i could improve on and what i liked that i said And if I don't get the job, I will have better experience for the next one, for the next interview. And if you do get the job, even better. Because you went into there not expecting the worst and not expecting the best either. And yes, you could still go in there feeling a bit nervous. But you go in there expecting a learning outcome either way, no matter what the result is. Same with a test. You can go into the test and think, yeah, I put in my study. I might not get 100% in the test, but what I can take out of this is maybe I need to put in more study next time. If you didn't study at all, well there is your answer or if you studied a little bit maybe you can think okay maybe I should have started studying for this a bit earlier or maybe try a different study technique always look for something that you can learn out of every situation like me with this podcast what can I learn I mean with the audio disappearing on me that maybe I could save more copies throughout the recording like multiple different copies so that if something happens to it again I will be prepared speaking of let me do that right now And if you are meeting someone and you are anxious about what they'll think about you, you will probably close yourself off and lose the opportunity to build a deep connection with someone, whether it's a friendship basis or a relationship basis. But you're more focused on what they'll think about you that you forget to be yourself. And always be yourself because if they don't like who that is, well, well, it's their loss and you want to be around people that love you for you. So I want you to ask yourself, are you thinking with fear or love? Try to catch yourself out when you are feeling certain emotions of anxiety and think about what that causes. Is it fear of rejection, fear of judgment, fear of criticism, fear of the unknown, or fear of abandonment? So when you notice that you are feeling anxious, call yourself out and ask yourself, am I thinking with fear or love? Another thing I say in my uh, meditation is, I'm thinking with love and I'm thinking with trust. Just always reminding myself that maybe I am thinking with fear. And so the more I say something and repeat it to myself, it becomes easier to catch myself out when I am thinking with fear and anxiety. So add that to your meditation routine. Also check if you are having a fight or flight response. So that is when your mind is having a reaction to a perceived stressful event. So back in the day, cavemen would have used this to run away from big, scary animals that are trying to eat them. And yes, nowadays, if you were in a situation where maybe you're being chased, chased by a bear or something, you will feel this too. So obviously you should be flight, like running away, not fighting the bear. But the fight or flight is when you are having a release of hormones that is preparing your body to either deal with an event or run away to safety. It's like your psychological response to react to danger. So some signs that might indicate that you are having this response is if you have a, a raise of blood pressure, an increased heart rate, increased breathing, or body tension. You could feel this if you're scared of heights. You are at a pathologist and you don't like having your needles done. You enter a room full of people and maybe you're socially anxious or if you are having a stressful argument with someone. So it's really important in times like this to not react with fear, because as I love saying, energy flows where attention goes. So if you're telling your mind that something bad is going to happen, most likely in some way, shape or form, something like that will follow. And sometimes bad shit will happen, even if you don't have this mindset. But if you go into a situation thinking the worst, most likely some sort of bad shit will follow. But if you go into the event thinking, this is a new experience for me or I get to practice being social I get to practice controlling my reactions to things you are changing your mindset from the worst thing possible is going to happen to I'll take something out of this so if there's stuff like things with a bear that is obviously danger but when it comes to things like having an argument with someone that is not violent or anything like that then this is something that you can de-escalate and control your response to So if you are thinking with fear, try to rationalize your thoughts. Think with love and trust. Number three is to give yourself closure. So I think it's a very common thing to want closure from someone else. But maybe you've had an experience where you can't get closure from someone else. But once again, who is always going to be there for you at the end? Yourself. So one thing that I have learned to do is give closure to myself. Of course, it's always a good feeling to get closure from someone else and find out whatever it is, why that happened on their behalf. But it's not always possible to get those outcomes. So think of it as you will become even more powerful and more strong if you can overcome things and find that peace from yourself. And you might not even want closure from someone. It might be a something. Once again, like an eating disorder. So this is what I want you to do. Analyze the situation, the one that you were looking for closure from. And I want you to write a letter. If you don't like writing, type it on your phone, type it on your laptop. And if this closure is intended for a person, this isn't to send it to them. It's to release your emotions and say what you were feeling. So in this letter, include the following. I'll use my eating disorder to go along with it. Dear Bulimia, let them know why you are writing this. To let them go. Dear Bulimia, I'm writing you this because I need to let you go. Let them know how they made you feel. Bulimia, you made me feel like I had an escape to how I really thought about myself and my body. You made me feel like we were a team. You made me feel reliant on you. Tell them what you liked that they did. Bulimia, I liked that you helped me escape my reality, that you helped me lose weight. Say what you didn't like that they did. Bulimia, I don't like that you shut me off from the rest of the world, that you made me feel like I had to keep you a secret, that you changed around my priorities, that I cared more about my body size than my physical and mental health. Tell them how they hurt you. Bulimia, you helped me feel body pains, my heart pain, my stomach pain. You helped grow that hatred I had for myself and what I looked like. You hurt my self esteem. Then I want you to include what you apologize for. Bulimia, I apologize for relying on you to feel a temporary relief. I'm sorry that I relied on you to distract me from how I was truly feeling about myself. Then include what you forgive them for. Bulimia, I forgive you for hurting my body and my mind. Then include what you have learned from them. Bulimia, I've learned that my body and my mind are connected and I need to be fueling both of them to have energy, have strength, and to think and feel healthily and happily. Say what you forgive yourself for. Bulimia, I forgive myself for damaging myself to stay thin. Then end it with a farewell. Send them the fuck away. Bulimia, this is me saying goodbye to you. You've hurt me so much, but you've also taught me a lot about myself, but it's time I let you go. This is the closure that I need okay and then you want to read it and then you want to burn it or do whatever the heck you want with it maybe don't burn it you should actually come back to it whenever you are missing this feeling or this person remind yourself why it is that you've written this to let them go you want to forgive yourself and you want to forgive others and remember you have been hurt before and you came out stronger and you will come out stronger again point number four be in the present moment the present is where we can truly feel love truly feel happiness and truly feel trust. We love Kung Fu Panda and we also love Master Oogway. So may I present you with a quote from him. Yesterday is history, tomorrow is a mystery, but today is a gift. That is why they call it present. If we keep worrying about the past or worried what will happen in the future, we lose these precious moments of actually being in the present. We want to live in the now. Obviously there is stuff that we have to do in the present to give us a better future. But if we are filling our present with just constant worry and fear of the past or the future, we forget to live in the now and be grateful for what we have now, because the person that we are today will get us to the person we are in the future. It will determine who we are in the future. That's why meditation is so awesome, which leads us to our next point. Mindfulness, number six. We want to practice mindful eating, which is stuff that I've mentioned in the Stopping Binge Eating podcast, and also, of course, mindful meditation. I'll add to my Discord group this meditation playlist that I listen to. I am obsessed. I've started listening to it when I go to sleep as well. It's by the wonderful Chantel Hyde. And I'll pick out a few of my favorites and mention them separately just so you can see what's something good to start with. I personally love frequency meditations but they also have guided meditation on this playlist so it's got it all. Just as a quick side note, I've mentioned in another podcast that I was doing now 20 minute meditations in the morning and 20 minutes at night. But I've now increased this to 30 in the morning and 30 at night because... I seem to have a lot to think about in a good way. I'm not sitting there just trying to be silent the entire time. I find myself becoming more calm and relaxed when I'm not focusing on specifically being dead silent with no thoughts because I always have a lot to think. So I spend my time meditating, thinking about beneficial things that help me feel calm and relaxed and rational. So it can be done and I love every second I meditate. I started off with 10 minute meditations and now I'm at 30 in the morning and 30 at night. So start with a small amount. It doesn't have to be anything crazy. The point is you are spending this time to be mindful and present. So some things that I think about whilst I meditate are I am statements. So these are things that I am and that I want to be. So say things like I am strong, I am rational, I am ambitious, I am healthy. I also say things that I am grateful for. I'm grateful for my family, my loved ones, my life lessons. And if you are struggling to concentrate and you were thinking about absolutely anything else besides the task at hand, meditation, this is what I do. I try to imagine myself in my surroundings. So I'm literally picturing myself sitting in my room, sitting up with my eyes closed. This really helps me feel more present and in the moment. What I can hear, the meditation music, and the exact sounds, what I feel, both physically and mentally, and even what I can smell. I would definitely recommend to sit up and not lie down because sometimes I'm literally falling asleep sitting up. So if I'm lying down, I'm more falling asleep than actually trying to be in this moment, meditating and thinking about what I am, wanna be, and what I'm grateful for. And you best believe if I'm lying down, I will be sleeping. You know when you fall asleep on a bus? Yeah, well, when I'm meditating and I'm sitting up, sometimes when I'm really tired, my head will start jolting back up after slowly leaning to the side. So imagine me lying down. I also do this thing called the butterfly hug. I'll post a TikTok video on this because... My explanation might not make sense, but you pretty much just cross your two thumbs, unless you have three, over your chest area. And then you, it creates this like butterfly shape and you start tapping each side of your collarbone alternatively. I'll label this on my TikTok as butterfly hug. So it'll be really easy to find. And something I also like to say, even just throughout the day, just whenever I'm feeling a bit of anxiety, I say, and I do, I breathe in the strength and I breathe out all the bullshit. Breathe it out, inhale the strength, exhale all that bullshit, all that nonsense. On this meditation playlist, there's a quick two and a half minute one where it says this as well and it's just really calming. Even if you start just doing this two and a half minute meditation every day, I'm sure you're going to feel much a difference. I am obsessed, so now I literally, whenever I'm feeling stressed throughout the day, I will just go breathe in strength and breathe out bullshit. And I do this while box breathing. So if you wanna know how to box breathe, it is also on this playlist. So being more mindful really helped me feel more self-love because I started being grateful for where I am now because that is going to help me be the person that I want to be. So if you want to have a look at this meditation playlist, it is in my discord group, which you can find on my website, which is
1: www.eatwithally.com. Hold up.
0: We can't control the weather. We can't control what other people think or how they behave. But what can we control? Ourselves. We have power over our minds and not external events. So say you're having an argument with someone. You can't control how they'll be treating you, but you can control how you react to them. So in the heat of the moment, remind yourself that you have control of how you react and respond. You have control of your behavior, your actions and your reactions. If you need to take some time to cool off in the other room, go do that. And sometimes you may give in to your old ways of, you know, reacting back out of anger or fear. But the more you try to practice and change these unhelpful habits, the more it will affirm in your head. So practice controlling yourself rather than trying to control anybody else, because you can't. And once you feel like you have more control in your own reaction, you will feel more power in yourself because something that you used to do, you were able to control and have a better outcome. Number seven, Don't put yourself down. Self-talk is so important. This also ties into this episode about me losing my audio. It most definitely was frustrating, but that didn't mean I started saying, you suck, this is all your fault. You shouldn't be let behind a computer. All your effort is useless, so now there's no point doing it again. If I was saying stuff like this, would that make me want to record again? Would that make me be in a happy mood and think good of myself? The answer is a big stinking no. Another example that I have is I once went to a job interview and I didn't get the position. I ended up asking them for some feedback on what I could have done better next time and what they liked. And they let me know. They actually said that the person that got the job just had a bit more experience than me. But if I decided to let that be my be all end all and just criticize myself for not getting one position, Firstly, I wouldn't have had the courage to ask them for some feedback and that someone else just had a better experience for this position than me, but I would have also discouraged myself from wanting to try again and just believe that I just am not cut out for anything, which is not true. So maybe next time if you don't get a position, ask them for feedback. If they are too busy to reply back to you, That's okay, just take that as being proud of yourself for reaching out. You had the opposite of an egotistical reaction where you actually wanted to improve instead, which is so good. So use that as something to be proud of yourself. But just also keep in mind that it's not always something that you've done wrong or that you're just not good enough. It's not that. It's never that you're not good enough. There's just some areas for you that you may need to improve on in your life. And there you go. Now you have another goal that you can work towards. It's all about the self-talk, baby. So if a mistake has been made or an inconvenience has been caused, Try to learn something from it rather than put yourself down and ask yourself these questions. We'll use trying to recover from an eating disorder as our example to the question. So number one, ask yourself, what am I proud of? And for context, we'll make it that you have attempted to stop binging and purging, but you end up purging. And you made it longer in a time frame to resist vomiting. So I am proud that I lasted longer than last time to not purge, especially when when my mindset was putting me down. Ask yourself what you can do better next time. So try to find out what triggered you to vomit. Did you start looking at TikToks of food? Did you start to believe the eating disorder voice inside your head saying that you need to vomit or else? Did you eat even more food and make yourself feel fuller? Whatever it is, find the trigger and use that to get a better outcome for the next time. Then ask yourself, what have you learned from this? And then you can say that you can try to avoid looking at photos or videos of food when you were trying to digest your current amount, especially when you are used to binging and then purging. So this would help stop any further temptation in the future. Okay, number eight. Be proud of every single accomplishment that you do. Especially when it comes to trying to overcome a difficult obstacle in your life. Which of course an example is your eating disorder. Say you withheld from eating that last chip. Clap and cheer, you still had some self-control and you resisted. Say you didn't binge and purge one day. Oh my gosh, that is fantastic! Both of these examples are terrific achievements but the point I'm trying to make is that no matter how big or how small they seem, cheer yourself on. Be your biggest cheerleader and your biggest supporter. You want to excite yourself at the thought of trying again and hitting an even higher goal. That one chip can turn into two chips that you left behind. One day can turn into two days of not vomiting. The more excited you make yourself for reaching a goal, the more it will motivate you to keep going. And if you have a slip up, don't think about the facts that you've lost this streak. Think about everything that you have learned and what got you this far. So if you slip up again, ask yourself the questions from point seven again. Remember that great feeling you had once you hit these goals and try to come up with another one. So be proud of everything that you do that is going to get you to your goal, not just from mistakes, but what also helped you achieve your accomplishment. Be kind to yourself. Number nine. Self reflection. Self reflecting will help you realize what it is in your life that needs to be changed. And if you try to have a sit down with yourself and actually try to pinpoint these areas in your life that may need a bit of an upgrade, you may actually realize that there's in many fields that you weren't really aware of that need fixing. And one hard truth that I realized is that there was only one common factor in all of the problems that I had. And do you want to have a guess what it was? Yes, good guess it was myself and obviously i am the common factor in all of my problems because they are my problems but it also helped me realize that i'm the one that is going to be able to change these problems so here are some questions that you can ask yourself for self-reflection what are my goals what will get me to my goals who are my influences who do i spend the most time with am i spending my time with motivated supporting people Your influences are so important as well. You want to be around people that lift you up and motivate you to succeed and get to your goals. And you want to be that person for them as well. What is it about my life that I want to change? And how can I do this? What discovery have I made about myself, my life and my behaviours? What behaviours do I have that are unhealthy and unhelpful? Are these behaviours that I can learn to control? If so, how? What about myself and my life have I improved? What are qualities about myself that I admire? These questions can relate with everything, your eating disorder or whatever struggle you may be having. Ask yourself all of these questions, write them down, and what would be cool, actually? You could even have somewhere where you've stored all of these answers and every month, every week, whatever feels better for you, you can come back and review your answers and see if you've made any improvements. More motivation, we love it. Number 10. Believe that you are worthy of love and also believe in your strength. Change how you are talking to yourself if you find that you are always putting yourself down. I want you to think about someone that you care about with all your heart. How do you treat them? Or how would you like to treat them? How do you think they deserve to be treated? Do you think they deserve to be treated with love and kindness? The answer should be yes. And if not, choose someone that you think deserves to be treated with love and kindness. But think of this person that you think deserves the world. And if they were to think about themselves the way that you do when you're putting yourself down... How would that make you feel? I'm sure it would make you pretty sad because you think that they are just amazing and if they gave themselves the same negative comments as you give yourself, I'm sure you just want to give them a big hug and say that this isn't true, don't believe them. So if you can say this about someone else, you should treat yourself the same. And if this person knew how you thought about yourself, how do you think it would make them feel? I'm sure they would want to give you kindness and love and compassion and support, just like you'd want to give to them. So use that same love that you have for someone else, the same way you think about them and think the same about yourself and treat yourself like this as well. Love and know that you are loved and remember that you are worthy of this love. Have a conversation with this person that you trust. Ask them what qualities about yourself do they love and admire. And you can even ask them what qualities do you think that you could work on? Up to you if you want to work on these, but it's always good to get an outsider perspective because sometimes some things are hard to see on your own. And make sure that you choose someone that you know has your best interest and wants you to succeed. And feel love and happiness about yourself and your life. And always try to put your mental, emotional and physical health as your priority. And if you feel like you don't have anyone that you can open up and talk to about this, just remember I'm here as well, okay? I want you to feel that love and feel that support. And I want you to believe that you deserve it because you do. I'm sending so much love to you and just remember that you are not alone. And just how proud I am of you that you were even listening to this and... Hopefully at least considering making some self-love changes. You are amazing and I'm so, so proud of you. All right, we'll end it at 10 points for self-loving tips part one. And I'll say the other 10 points in the next episode, which will be part two. I'd recommend listening to this podcast a few times because it's going to take time to sink in everything that I'm saying and to remember it, of course. It's just like studying for a test. You don't look at your textbook once and suddenly remember the entire thing, unless you're Mike from Suits. What you do is you study, you revise, you listen or reread the content and slowly after you practice and put into conscious effort to remember what you were reading or hearing, you start to learn more and remember more. You don't listen to a song one time and magically remember all of the lyrics. You listen to it at least a few times and then you're a whiz and you're jamming and you're singing and you're enjoying it. Use that same mindset for achieving your goals and putting new habits into place. So try to have that same attitude and mindset towards these podcasts. But also keep in mind that no matter how many times you listen to this podcast, changes won't be made unless you put them to action. You can listen to everything that I say, but until you take the action and perform and practice these self-loving tips, the change won't happen. So be proud of yourself for listening. I think that's so awesome and I'm really, really proud of you myself. But to feel the changes, it will come down to you and applying these tips in your own life. And even better if you were listening to this podcast and already feeling motivated and excited and committed to even just giving this a try, trying to love yourself. I'm so proud. Keep going. I think you were terrific and I know you can do it. But it comes down to you and I know that you can do it. So to quickly summarize all of the points just in case you want to write it down or just to reaffirm in your head everything that we have spoken about today, here are the 10 points mentioned in part one of self-loving tips. Number one is to let go of your past. Number two is thinking with love and not fear. Number three is to give yourself closure and forgiveness. Number four is to be in the present moment. Number five is being mindful. The Discord will have your meditation playlist there. Number six is to control yourself because that's what you have control over. Number seven is to not put yourself down because your self-talk is so important. Number eight is to be proud of every single accomplishment that you do. Get yourself excited to achieve another. Number nine is self-reflection. Figure out what it is that you do well and also what you wanna change. And number 10 is believe that you are worthy of love and believe in your strength self-love is literally such a big point as to what may be holding you back from achieving more and letting go of the unhealthy bad habits so reflect on everything that it is in your life that is holding you back and then apply all of these and get excited for part two I also just want to say a quick hello to the wonderful people around the world that have tuned in to the Eat With Ali podcast so hello to Slovenia, Hungary, Peru, United Arab Emirates, Greece, India, Morocco, and Portugal. Welcome to the family. I absolutely love seeing that there are people all around the world that want to heal themselves or just want to listen and feel less alone. That is what I'm here for. Oh, and by the way, I just made a new Instagram account as well, which is at with Ally with an extra Y at the end. So A double L double Y because only one wire was taken, unfortunately. But anyway, not the point. I plan to use my Instagram mainly to be able to ask you guys questions and be able to answer some too, if you have any. And then in future, I can make certain episodes a specific topic and I can ask you guys your input and then combine all the information and share it on the podcast. Everyone will remain anonymous, of course. But yeah, I'd love to know your insights and if you guys have any tips and just overall how you're feeling. So I hope that you are as excited as I am. But, anyways, I hope you are all taking care. I'm sending so much love to you. I'm so excited for you to apply these points in your life, put the work in, and to see and feel these amazing changes. I know you can do it, and I'll be cheering you on every step of the way. Take care, get excited for part two next week, and remember to eat with Allie.
1: Hold up.